welcome to the Unhurried Moments podcast. I'm Johnny Moore. I'm collecting stories that challenge the idea that time is this regular, linear thing. These are stories of serendipity and heightened aliveness. This episode features Roland Harwood, a serial entrepreneur and connector of people and ideas. One of Roland's many talents is for music, and I'm happy to say he's actually the composer of the theme tune for these podcasts. Roland tells the story of one particular piece he wrote, a truly unhurried composition with a deep connection to his and his family's life. It's actually a piece of music that I wrote over a very long period of time, uh, actually starting when I was, I think, about five years old, when my parents bought the family a beat-up old upright piano, uh, which I still have, and it's never sounded great. It's always slightly out of tune, but I kind of love it. It's been with me virtually my whole life. So my favourite thing to do was just to hold the sustain pedal and then just press lots of lots of keys, lots of notes, usually a combination of the white notes because they all sound quite good together. Uh, when you start playing the black notes, it starts becoming a bit free jazz or just a bit discordant. So for years and years, literally about 20 years, I would... I would start experimenting on the piano and I did get piano lessons from about the age of 10 for a few years, decided I didn't really like that and then started playing in various bands and groups. But this piece of music that I ended up recording is really a culmination of me just sitting down, pressing the sustain pedal and pressing lots of white notes in in different orders and different combinations. So yeah, back in, still going back quite a long time, but 1996, I just graduated from university up in Edinburgh and I was playing in a, a little band, trying to make it as a musician. And we had a, a few hours in a recording studio, which was quite an expensive thing to do. Um, so we wanted to make the most of the time that we had. And we, we had a few kind of songs worked out, but then we had a bit of time at the end of the recording session where we'd sort of paid the studio engineer for another 45 minutes of his time. Uh, so we hadn't rehearsed this. We'd rehearsed everything else we recorded, but we hadn't rehearsed this piece of music. I I played it to the drummer and said, how about we record this? And he he was game. And so, so we did. But it is basically slightly more sophisticated, but not much uh, more version of me as a five-year-old sitting down on this piano and playing lots of white notes together with the sustain pedal on and the notes all blending in into each other. Anyway, of, of the five tracks we recorded that that day, we actually got a bit of a take up and a bit of interest from various people and record labels and things like that. And a few things uh, were, were, were released. Um, but it was that final song that seemed to, the one that had been recorded kind of spontaneously um, and in an unplanned way was the one that seemed to people seemed to like the best, including much to my surprise, my grandmother, who um, I'd given her a CD that I'd recorded, and she said, "Oh, I really like that last song." Anyway, she said to me uh, she wanted this piece of music played at her funeral, which uh, well, I thought was, was amazing, but it was also I wasn't expecting that. I thought that was a bit strange. I thought this isn't really the sort of music that I've heard you listening to for as long as I've known you. And then I sort of slightly forgot about that conversation um, and got on with my life and other things. And then a few years later, she did finally pass away. And 
I remembered this conversation that she wanted it played at her funeral, this piece of music, but I uh, I hadn't done anything about that. So I wasn't sure whether that was just something that she'd said in passing or whether she was serious about that. Anyway, to cut a long story short, I went to the funeral and at the end of the service, in that sort of creepy moment where the the, uh, the coffin goes back into the crematorium, which is, um, you know, a slightly weird moment, this piece of music that I'd recorded three or four years earlier uh, was performed. And I think I'd shed a few tears up until that point um, already, but uh, I was just in floods of tears at that point, And it was a very emotional moment for me personally. And it was a real kind of special uh, connection with me and my grandmother that I've kept ever since and sort of reflecting on it years later it's kind of literally the first piece of music I ever sort of sat down to write with that piano when it first arrived in the house and so it sort of created a, a sort of full circle if you will um, for me uh, through a musical connection with her uh, and with that piano which I still have and um it was possibly the slowest piece of music I've ever written in that it took me decades to write I'm not religious, but just that kind of moment of my grand, I don't know, going to wherever you go when you die, uh, being taken away with that piece of music was really very moving. And I'm very thankful to her that she uh, she chose to do that. And that was very meaningful to me. So yeah, that was the story I wanted to tell. Modern life sometimes puts us under a lot of pressure to do things on time and make quick decisions about the value of things and ideas. Roland's story is a wonderful example of how creativity sometimes has its own less rigorous timetable. Thanks for listening. You can find out more at the website unhurried.org. And if you've got an unhurried moment you'd like to share, please get in touch. This is Johnny Moore. We're going to play out with the track that Roland's been talking about. (laughs) 